Thanks for listening to the Enough Podcast, where we're trying to break up the mental health stigma. In order to break it up, we need to have some very difficult conversations involving suicide and other mental health issues. This can be a triggering topic to some, so if you're currently considering suicide or having a mental health struggle, please reach out to 988. Welcome back to the Enough Podcast, where we're focusing on breaking up the mental health stigma. Over this last season, we focused on anxiety, depression, and suicide awareness. We've had a lot of really good conversations. Today, I want to bring together a lot of the different guests and hosts we've had over this last season to have an open Q&A about some of the conversations we've heard. So I think my first question is, what have we all learned? I, I don't know that I learned anything Maybe that's not the way to start this. <laughs> um, I just feel very encouraged with the conversations that we're having. I'm very encouraged with the reception that we've received mm -hmm. yep. with the podcasts. Um, I think that every step forward we can make is a step in the right direction. Um so yeah, I you know, I I gained some perspective especially from talking to Stephanie. I'd never heard the sibling, you know, side of things and um I continue to gain perspective every time Gina and I talk um as someone who's been in it longer than me, you know. And so yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not necessarily what anyone learned, maybe it's what they we've experienced or can take away from it. Yeah, I, it's definitely been a positive experience for me. I love to hear people talking about it, mm -hmm. that they've listened, that they enjoyed it, mm -hmm. that they, you know, I, I ran into someone today, I was picking up an order at FedEx, and the person who handed me my order said, do you have a FedEx account? And I said, no, I just placed the order. And this person said, you know, I really like what you're doing. I'm behind. I've noticed your stuff that you're getting printed. I'm behind what you're doing. And I just wanted you to know that you can save some money. So please go online and create your account. Oh, yeah. I mean, just something right. silly like that. It's not silly. But out of nowhere, right? Out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. and, and that they were even paying attention right. to what they were printing, you know? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. so. I love I've my daughter's mentioned to me that some of her the kids in her class her friends have listened to the podcast and just imagining these teenagers driving around listening is huge and the conversation that it will spark with them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's huge and I've had teachers come out up to me in the community and say I listened to that podcast and you're doing a great job good and it's not that I'm looking for a you know you're amazing it's just knowing that people are paying attention mm-hmm and I praise everybody who's putting themselves out there. I really do. I think you have to be super brave to do that. Gina, have you been getting fed feedback? You know, I think for me, it's it's the starting of the conversation. So people have listened, have been, you know, really, they didn't know. And listening to different people's perspectives and different people's experiences, I think have opened their eyes to what depression, anxiety, suicide, how that impacts each person 
and each person differently. Mm -hmm. I think over the course of kind of this season of doing these podcasts, I think we've raised awareness, we've encouraged conversation, and I think just the collaborative nature of what we're doing is being noticed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really what I've taken away from this season is that we're all we all have experienced different things in the course of our life, and we all are doing something different, but we're all kind of rowing the boat same way. We're all kind of going in a direction of what do we want to do to help? Mm -hmm. And that's the core message we're trying to do is raise awareness to the 988 number. Mm -hmm. We're trying to encourage people to have their network of support. We're trying to talk and say, Let's break the stigma mm -hmm. because talking is okay. Well, and I think you're 100% right. I don't know that there are any other groups doing this. Everyone is seems to be, as you said, rowing in their own direction. And I think it's very special that we've been able to come together um, for a common cause and to be able to work together and no egos involved, and mm -hmm. we're just, you know, if one of us gets an opportunity, we're inviting the others, you know, mm -hmm. we're just all in it together because at the end of the day, we just want other people to not have to go through what we've gone through. And it doesn't matter which 988 sticker, logo, sticker, yeah. color, right? Right. I totally agree. And, and to get the feedback from people that have approached me that says, you know, I heard your daughter speak. I couldn't believe that she came out and spoke as a high school teenager to be able to talk that way. I said, you know what? I'm amazed every day, every time I hear it, because it's not just once that I've heard it. I've heard it a couple of times. Um, but like Tori said, being able to collaborate like we have and, you know, meet, you know, do these mental health games and people have talked about, they've heard our podcast, to have I've had at least one person at every single game come up to me and speak to me or say, you guys are doing a great job. Here's what's going on, what I've experienced. I mean, it's 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 touched me a lot. And it gives me more fuel to be able to continue to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and being being able to have this platform, you know, it's it's huge. And and you know, we want to work with other organizations, nonprofit organizations to be able to spread the word, continue to spread the word about nine eight eight. You know, so mm -hmm. Yeah, we all have the same goal. I mean, Gina and I have discussed this many times. Gina has an app that's a fabulous app. But if my granddaughter finds a different app that works better for her, then by all means, use that other app, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm going to present Gina's app to her. Mm -hmm. But not everything works for everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, promoting the MyFave 5 app, you know, I talk to different groups if I can just get one person coming out of that talk to download it or to share it, mm -hmm. that's a great step forward. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to just continue to share my journey, mm -hmm. promote the app, talk about the importance of having a network of support, and people can do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. But it's that continuous what we've done with the mental health games mm -hmm. is we've seen some of the same kids with Loveland multiple times. Mm -hmm. uh, they love the giveaways. They're going to take whatever you have. Mm -hmm. But if just one of them 
you know, at home mm-hmm. or that next week looks at what we gave them and says, thinks about it, thinks about the 988, thinks about Ben's story, thinks about, you know, what my faith five is about. That's progress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That yeah. is progress. Mm-hmm. We don't need thousands of people to right. sign up in one day, mm-hmm. but we need someone to think about mm-hmm. it. Right. And I think that's what we're doing is we're sparking that conversation. And there's so much more opportunity out there. But what we're doing here in Loveland, I think, is really different. And I'm really thankful to be a part of this season of podcasts and, you know, working with 988, working with Tori, you know, getting to know Tanya. It's just been really a wonderful experience kind of being a part of this. And you guys have been a great support to me this year, too. Just put that out there. One of the things that I noticed in a lot of the episodes and the overlap that we saw, I'm interested to hear you guys' opinion on this as well, was those that seem to be surviving or at least making it past that event all did something with their grief. They started a project or they got involved with their community or they shared their story. And I think that's helped the healing process. Did you guys notice that parallel as well? I think going through a tragedy such as losing a child's suicide, to be able to turn it into something is it evolved over time. It wasn't like I got up and said, I need to do something. And seven years later, it still is evolving. And I do believe that being able to take the pain and doing something with it is healing and it gives purpose. And so I think a lot of the people that have taken their stories, shared it, is to help others see what's possible and to give hope. And I think that's what we're all doing is we're raising the awareness of of mental health and trying to break the stigma and encourage the conversation because we want people to heal through their journey, whatever their journey is. And we've heard so many through this season, but doing something is really healing. And I think that is the commonality between all the people that have spoke is we're all doing something to heal and to give hope. So our, our stories and our messages that people hear, hear, there's many people out there that can't get out of bed the next day after losing their child. And it's not easy to get up every day. But as I tell them, I'm here to give you hope. That's what I said to Tori when we met. I said, it's hard every day, but I'm here to give you hope and to show you there is there is a way to get up each day. So I believe that's what we're all doing is giving us a way to heal and a way to demonstrate what's possible. A hundred percent. And, and Gina does give me hope. It gives me hope to know that, you know, that you can keep going, that your life doesn't end that, you know, um, someone on my board found this study that the university, I believe it was university of Utah did, um, where they took people who were depressed They kind of split them in half and half of them were put on medication and half of them were instructed to do acts of kindness, random acts of kindness for people. And do you know that they both sets had the same outcome? 
they got just as much benefit from doing the kindness for helping others as the medication gave. And I think that speaks to what Gina's saying. It it gives me hope. It gives me purpose. It gives me the 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 grit to move on, the to know or to try to help someone else. Yeah, the acts of kindness is clearly a way to heal. I mm-hmm. give books to grieving parents and I may never hear back from them, but it's okay. It helped me mm-hmm. to share and to give them, say, these books helped me in my journey. I hope they can help you. I'm here for you. And if I hear back, that's great. If I don't, that's okay too, because it helped me to help them. And that's all we can do is really get up each day and make it a good day. And if we can do something good, it makes us feel good, then it's even better. And I got those books from Gina. Gina left me those books and I uh, I got them and it, it took me a while to reach out, but I did when I was ready, you know. You know, from my point of view, you know, I, I would never be able to understand what you two have gone through until it happens to me, right? And the moment at King's High School when all three of us were in that gym, they asked me to speak. You know, when we first got there, there were people were talking as I was introducing people. But as soon as I said, as soon as I said, this is Tori who lost her son, Ben, and this is Gina who lost her son, Jacob, it just got quiet within an instant. And that, at that moment, I just, I, it freaked me out because I'm like, this is the opportunity of hope that allows you to, to get their attention and realize you don't want them to go through what you've gone through, but at the same time, you're trying to raise awareness for them. Hey, you know, for those who are suffering silently, we're here to give you the opportunity to get the help you need. And it was powerful. I don't know about you two, but it hit me hard. I know I kind of lost a little bit because I just went rambling (laughs) because I was supposed to read off a piece of paper. (laughs) But then I was like, you know what, what's it really going to get these people attention? And and I was just like, this is amazing to have the opportunity to be able to collaborate and share that same message of reaching out to them saying, hey, dial 988 if you need, if you can't talk to someone or you need help. That's how important it is. It was a very powerful moment. Mm-hmm. And so much so that David and I spoke about it afterwards. And I told David, he has to say that every time. Mm-hmm. He has to, every time we're together and we mm-hmm. get a chance to speak, that there is there is hope in telling our story well it makes it real yes it makes it real that we're standing there even though we've lost our child and we don't want any other parent to go through that but it makes it real that what we're doing has a purpose mm-hmm. and i could tell at that moment that jim went silent and it was it was quiet and they knew and they listened to what you were saying yeah and David said a good thing, you know, after he said that, you know, Gina and Tori are here who lost their children. He said, every looking around this gym with you, all of you here, you are giving them hope. And it's so true. It does give me hope that they were quiet and they listened. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it was like this switch this turned and all of a sudden it was like, oh, wait a minute. And it, it meant a lot. Mm-hmm. And it did give me hope. I come from a different perspective from we, um, Maggie and I opened this practice, Hope Restored Counseling, back in 2008. So to see where 
the mental health world has changed from, you know, people knew about it, people would talk about it, but to be in a Loveland High School stadium and see all of those kids in the t-shirts and just 988, I mean, it's it warms my heart, which sounds so cheesy, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it really does to see where we are today. Well, I think you brought it up at the football game that we had. There were some statistics that were read. Mm-hmm. And you know those statistics firsthand, and it was still really powerful to you to hear them out loud. It was. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. Yeah. Just to be in a football stadium at a high school, and they're, and they're saying this information. Mm-hmm. I would have never thought that would have happened. Right. But I have to believe over since you've opened this, I mean, I know just in the last seven years how much the conversation has changed, how much more open we are Mm -hmm. to ask someone, Mm -hmm. you know, are you having suicidal thoughts? Mm -hmm. Are you thinking of harming yourself? Mm -hmm. It's, we're actually asking it. We're having the conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, I can imagine seven years from now, what, how it's going to be, but what an amazing, you know, opportunity to see that. But, you know, I can say, I wish that it was like this way seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I wish things were different, but they weren't. They were what they were. Um, so yeah, I give you a, I'm give you a lot of credit doing what you're doing and counseling teens and young adults because every day you see them struggling. Mm-hmm. COVID had its impact on all of them. Mm-hmm. So thank you for what you're doing for our kids. Thank you. Well, I think that's a good place to leave season one of Enough, Stopping the Mental Health Stigma. I really appreciate everyone, both in this panel and also our audience, engaging in these conversations and joining us on this journey. We are going to be launching a season two shortly where we're going to focus on addiction and other mental health crises. But in the meantime, if you have any questions, our contact information is in the description of this podcast. Mm -hmm.